our kids are back in school. There are some challenges, obviously, but they have, through the course of the pandemic, at some times been stuck at home, online learning. Uh, and other jurisdictions in the country, that is the case even right now with the uh, the rise of Omicron. So uh, there, there are... How do you deal with, with helping kids get through this? Man, this has been such a difficult last two years for early childhood, uh, for, the, for the lower grades, but also into high schools. Talked uh, about you know, how, how hard it has been. The, these are formative years in, in high school where kids are suddenly not able to have those same experiences that we did as we were growing up, and that even generation a couple of years ago that people were having. Can music be a healer or a coping strategy or a way to get in touch with your feelings? Our next guest, I think, certainly feels that way, but let's check in with her. Her name is uh, Ala Krivov, and she's a PhD student in musicology out of Western University, joining us this morning, talking about, you know, what's your school, well, in some jurisdiction, closures playlist, but school challenges playlist might also be appropriate. Ala Krivov, great to have you here this morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Daryl. Good, good. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing fairly well. And uh, just knowing that I was going to talk to you got me sort of thinking about the different soundtracks that have been powering me through over the last couple of years. Uh, look, you're, you're a PhD student in in musicology. You'll get a doctorate in musicology. So I already know that music is important to you. Uh, do you, do you then? become sort of an evangelist for how important it can be, especially for kids who have been going through so much uh, challenge uh, within school lately? Oh, evangelist is a very, very uh, <laughs> strong word. Well, you're you're, you're going to preach, you're gonna, you're gonna preach the I power like of music. It, yes. yes, no, the power, definitely, definitely. Well, music is something we can all relate to, right? We are exposed to music uh, pretty much since the moment we're born and before that uh while we're inside uh the womb we hear the heartbeat which can be also considered this rhythm music right so uh because it is so universal and people mostly to some extent are able to have fun while either listening or performing music uh it can do things positive things for mental health which includes it can help regulate emotions we can express ourselves for music. Uh, if we perform together as a family, because you were talking about younger children, uh, it can strengthen bond between parents and children. And uh, it can even serve as instead of as a, as a language for younger children who cannot speak that well as we adults do. Um, it just can help them make sense out of things they cannot understand otherwise. Uh, when you talk about sort of participating in, in sort of in music or musical activities, uh, what kind of things are you talking about? There are some parents, of course, it may not be all that musical. Do you need to be musical? Do you need to be able to play instruments or anything like that? I would think it's it, there's a wider net here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you do not have to be a musician. You just, just engage with music however you like, whether it's through listening to your favorite songs since when you were a child, maybe even watching a, I don't know, a cartoon, a Disney cartoon where your favorite character sings their character song. And since children uh, are seem to be mostly in tune with emotions, especially younger children with adult emotions, uh, they will likely pick up the positive vibe that you have from that music. And this is just for listening. Or yeah. if you do... If you do want to do something musical, again, you don't have to be a musician. You can just sing along loud <laughs> so that neighbors complain. And it will make 
all of you happy. So, yeah. Does it make a difference what kind of music? Uh, you know, as I was thinking about this and I was going through some of the, the playlists of, of what I've been listening to in the last uh, couple of years, uh, in a lot of cases, it's been sort of a, a lot of sort of roots and sort of a very emotional kind of kind of stuff. Now, whether that's just an outlet for, for me personally, I don't know. Uh, but it doesn't always, does it always have, or should it be, especially for, for smaller kids, be something that's always positive or uplifting? Or can you dive into some of those uh, more melancholy songs as an expression and is that something the parents might be able to pick up on i think it's important to have all sorts of emotions because this is this kind of gives them a message that if you adult to whom they're looking for up for right they you're feeling vulnerable it's like okay for them to feel vulnerable too so if you feel like listening to a melancholic piece sad piece that's that's okay too yeah, and, and we're not getting into psychology, I suppose. I'm just trying to, I guess any emotion that comes through through music, it, it is an expression, like you said, like it's, it's a language within itself. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and if you, sometimes it just helps to listen to a sad piece and then listen to a happy piece and, and feel that moment when you just feel better about your life. So, yeah. Do you look into a lot of the, the, the impact of music on younger children as you go through and, and, and work uh, through musicology? Yes, well, um, I kind of research music's social importance in childhood uh, beyond the educational context. Uh, and on a larger scale, I'm interested at looking at this both as it plays out in the present moment um, and in different historical um, contexts. Like as far as even even back into nursery rhymes, I would assume. But to me, that's for for kids. That's almost like the the initial introduction to music for a lot of them. Yes, and that is that is one of the themes in my dissertation that I'm I'm thinking about. Because um, nursery rhymes are fascinating in the way that they survived for such a long period of time, whereas pieces much more complicated did not survive. Um, and it's also another universal language for all English-speaking children. Uh, are you able to do, or I don't know if this, this makes you change sort of some of the directions that you were, you've been studying in in the first place, but do you look at the, the pandemic and the school closures, for example, in some parts of, of the country and seeing what impact, is there any way to quantify what impact music is having on uh, the kids and, and how they're sort of dealing with some of these stresses? I do not directly conduct researches like that. Okay. Uh, I looked into researches that, that did, but it's not, um, it's hard to, to tell right now because it's uh, such a long lasting thing and conducting research on children is extremely complicated, especially on, in this like not in-person conditions. You need to get tons of waivers from parents um okay yeah. not everyone will be willing to share uh and plus there is like certain levels of what children said or was it their parent that that influenced this thought and it, it's just so hard yeah yeah I, oh yeah I can, I can only imagine what do you hope comes out of this uh, uh people get a better can I use that language use that music language to just try and connect better within families i guess that could be right across society as well but within those families just creating those connections and exploring some of those Yes, uh, I, I hope that it's just, we turn to music anyway, uh, as adults. Um, 
sometimes while cleaning, sometimes while cooking. And my hope is that we can kind of share this with the children. They, they, they can also uh, connect with music and with us through music. So I guess that's the, the idea that to survive this mm-hmm. period, uh, this is just one of the avenues we can take. It's interesting stuff. Uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate chatting with you. Enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.